Alrighty, everyone. Welcome to episode 26 of Scooter and the Big Man. We give you the latest on George Springer, an overview on what our Metropolitans have done thus far. We break down how to make City Field a better place. Brad Hand was a New York Met for about 10 minutes, and we do a draft of the worst things a friend can ask you to do. Without further ado, let's get it started. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. All right, so we're going to start episode 26 off with a, a bit of an overview. I'm going to take you back in time. 83 days ago today, the Los Angeles Dodgers won the World Series. But more importantly, 80 days ago today, Steve Cohen bought the New York Mets. Since he purchased the New York Mets, we have brought Sandy Alderson back. We've hired Jared Porter as our GM, and we beefed up our analytics department. I'm now going to list every single player that we have acquired over those 80 days. We have Trevor May, Trevor Hildenberg, Sean McWilliams, Jerry Blevins, Jared Yakoff, Yakoff? How do I say his last name, PJ? Yakoff. Yakoff, not Jackoff. Yakoff. Yakoff. That, that's, he'll never pitch. Oh, James McCann, Francisco Lindor, Carlos Carrasco, Brandon Drury, Stephen Tarpley, Jose Martinez, and just today, Joey Lucchese. PJ, this is our offseason so far, and we still have about $30 million to play with. What is next? There's still a lot that needs to be done, too. Well, I don't want to say a lot that needs to be done. Um, there's obviously the, uh, the elf in the room that we'll get to in a second, but uh, they still need a fifth starter, which we just found out right before we started recording that they were involved. Uh, in a three-team trade that landed them Joey Lucchese. So he could be the fifth starter. Not really sure. Uh, they might just have brought him in for, for depth, which you need at least seven, eight quality starters. Um, and they still need that fifth starter. And they need another hand in the bullpen. And they still need a center fielder. So $30 million to get three positions. We're, we're in a good spot. They have so many options. They could choose how they want to go about this. And we've talked about this on air so many different times, but I guess the real debate right now is George Springer and minor league deals for maybe a starter or a low end starter on a one-year deal. And then you throw a minor league deal at another reliever and just hope that's enough for the pen. Or you go Jackie Bradley or what's a, what's a Mora's first name. I'm blanking on his first name. Nope. The center fielder for the Cubs. Uh, Albert Amara. Yeah. So you could either go that route or Jackie Bradley, get Brad Han or another top end reliever and still get a plus starter like a Taiwan Walker or whatnot. But I think right now it it's so tough to know what they're going to do. At the end of the day, I really, really believe they end up with George Springer just after everything that's been coming out this whole week that he wants to play close to home. And like, this was just a joke. Like he wants to play close to home where, where else is close to Connecticut. So you're either going to play in Boston or New York or New York. Those are your three options. If you want to play close to Connecticut. Well, you know, who's playing currently in New York still the, the Toronto blue Jays. That's right. The Buffalo blue Jays and the New York Mets are the two finalists for the likes of George Springer. And both teams have apparently made him an offer of over a hundred million dollars. So there are official offers now in play. And they're saying that George Springer is probably going to decide by time 
episode 27 of Scooter and the Big Man comes out, we should know where George Springer is going to be suiting up next year. Yeah, if the reports are correct, uh, they, they said they're hoping or expected to make a decision this week. Uh, it's about time. I'm getting just restless. Just I just want to know where he's going, whether it's the Mets or the Blue Jays. I just at this point I just want to know. Um, I've gone so back and forth in my head on whether I want Springer or I want the basically the quality over quantity type of type deal. And I keep thinking back on Jackie Bradley Jr. Jackie Bradley Jr. is a top five defensive outfielder in the league. Not even just in center field, just in general. But he doesn't fit the batting need in terms of he is a left-handed hitter. And the Mets are so lefty heavy that a guy with a right-handed bat is probably the best. Like that, that's what you're looking for. So I'm actually not positive. What is that? What is Almora? Is Almora ready? Oh, I don't know. Pat, look that up. Albert Almora. Because that's that's I think uh like a secondary just really important thing. A solid defender, and then he needs to be like a right hand. Even if he's a switch hitter, just something where he can bat from the right hand side would be important. And like and Jackie Bradley Jr.'s defense could probably make up for that, but I would still like the right hand hitter. Like I said, I still haven't made up my decision on what I want more at this point. I'm pretty sure also I read this week too that the most amount of games that George Springer has played in center field in a full season has been like 59 games because he's been like flailing over to the corner outfielder. So really, if you're going to be, hey, you're our starting center fielder, how how many years are you going to get out of like quality plus defender George Springer in your center field position before you have to kind of shift him over to one of these corner spots? Uh, Pat just told us that Albert Amora bats righty and throws righty. So that's... We just need to know if he batted righty, but thank you, Pat. He's also a right-handed thrower as well. All right, that then that would fit the need then. But uh, like I said, then you're sacrificing the 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 defense that Bradley Jr. And there's so many options, like you said, and you might not hit on all of them in terms of like what you want the most. But you know, it's good to have options. This is a good this is a good problem to have. I also think when it comes to Springer, I think the Mets are fully in the driver's seat. Um, the Mets are in such a good spot with this because. He wants to be close to home, which, like we said, he grew up in Connecticut. He wants to play close to where he's from. And I just, they don't need him. That's like the biggest thing that Mets fans need to understand. We do not need George Springer. Now, if you add him, that lineup is probably the best, if not a, a top two lineup in all of Major League Baseball. Um, but you do not need him. So it's up to him. If he wants to be a Met, then he's going to have to come down to what the Mets are offering. Otherwise he's going to go be playing in the uncertainty of Buffalo with the blue Jays. Like if he really wants to do this, the Mets are probably going to present him in a way like we are trying to build a powerhouse. If you want in on this, then you need to come to our asking price because we're still trying to do more. If you want us to meet you, we're not going to be able to do all those other things and establish this powerhouse. Like we are trying to build. So if you want in, get in at our number. Yeah, you, hit the, you hit the nail on the head on that one. I, I think that if, at this point, if they're going to get Springer, it's going to be for less than he's reportedly asking for. It's going to be less for that, less than that 150. Um, he still might wind up with like 120. That still might be like the, hey, we'll meet in the middle type thing. But he's not, I, if he's going to sign with the Mets, it's not going to be for that 150. And I'd be shocked at this point if it was that 150. Uh, uh, I want to I wanna present you something. I saw this on Twitter today, and this was by uh, Ryan Finkelstein. He has his own Mets podcast, but he put out this uh, potential George Springer deal breakdown. 
out on Twitter. And honestly, I thought it was really interesting. Interesting enough where I wanted to kind of pitch it to you. I don't know if you were able to see it. If you did see it, let me know. Okay. So it is a seven-year deal worth $140 million. So this is kind of similar layout to what the DJ LeMahieu contract was, where it's like, hey, listen, we're going to take down how much money we're giving you, but we're going to give you the security of a long-term deal. Um, so let me just give you the full deal breakdown. Seven-year deal. The first three, uh, the first two years is worth $25 million. And then year three is worth $30 million. After year three, there is a, an opt-out to go back to free agency. So if you're looking at just that portion, you're looking at a three years, $80 million. He can opt out after that. If he chooses to stay on with the contract from years 2024 to 2027, it's a four-year spin. Uh, it's only worth $15 million a year. So the, the last contract, the front end contract, the last four is four years, 60 million. I thought that was a really interesting deal because honestly, if he has like three shitty years with the Mets, he might opt in to be like, well, I'm going to make 15 million for the next four years and be safe. Or if he plays at a top level, he might be like, all right, I'm going to opt out after three years with the Mets and I'm going to go back to free agency. That is a, it is very interesting. It would, it would, you'd still run into the problem of like this year, you're, you're kind of hamstrung on what you can do for this year. Cause this is going to be the 25 this year, but you get that added security of, Hey, later down the line, when he's in his, let's like, if it's like year five or six of that contract and he's 30, whatever, 35, 36 or 37, whatever, then you have that like, Hey, we're not paying this guy as much. It's not as much of a burden to have this guy here. If he's not producing in uh, his older age. So I, mm, it's always hard to like think in the future. It's always hard to be yeah. like that. Cause like that does work out so well in the future, but then it's like, ah, oh, well, I really want to, I really want Brad hand. I really want any of these, any of these uh, pitchers for this year. So I do, I do like the layout of that contract though. If we're thinking long-term. I think honestly, if, I think the deal is going to be low. I think right now I read, and I, who knows how accurate it is with the Mets offered him five years, 115. If, if he agreed to a five-year 120 or five-year 115 with the Mets, that's, that's, that's terrific. Like mm-hmm. you would be ecstatic for that deal. I think anything under 130, you're going to be really, really amped up for. The problem is now is that, and this is a good problem to have, but you have to lock up Francisco Lindor. You have to lock up Michael Conforto. And if Syndergaard is anything as what Syndergaard has been in the past, you have to lock up Noah Syndergaard. You're going to be handing out some hefty extensions over these next couple of months. So if you don't, don't like hand tie yourself where when you give all this money to Springer out of nowhere, you're looking and you're like, well, I don't know if we can extend Michael Conforto now because I'd rather go Jackie Bradley and Brad hand and still lock up Conforto for the long haul. If you just, I just thought this right now, uh, Lindor, Conforto, Syndergaard, if you had to only take back two of those, who are you taking? Oh, I'm, I'm letting Noah walk. Is it because of Noah or is it because of just the uncertainty? You don't know what he is right now with coming off the injury. Uh, this is going to be like maybe a little hypocritical, but I feel like Noah only has like one full dominant season. He always has these like, I know, but I just feel bad because like, you, you know what I mean? Like you get the fence of these guys who are like homegrown, been here for like the 2015 run. Like I, I'm so protective and you know, this of like, like guys like Matt Harvey, anyone that was part of like those playoff run teams and Noah in that 2016 wild card game, when he is on, he is untouchable. Yeah. Like we saw that he was one of probably that's probably the best starts in playoff history for the Mets. So 
Yeah. It's, it's tough, but yeah, I would let Noah walk just because he's had a lat injury. He's had a uh, now the, the Tommy John, and he's only had like one full season where he's really been like, holy shit, this guy might be better than Jacob DeGrom. Do you think that if he comes back and has that dominant stuff still, it might your opinion might change, or yeah. it just wouldn't be enough? I mean, we both agree that Francisco Lindor is locked. Yes, yeah, so that's the obvious. You, you, you trade. You traded for this piece because you want him to be the face of your franchise for the next 10 years. I mean, unless you ask Andy Martino and he thinks that they just traded for one year. And also update, Andy Martino blocked us on Twitter. That man, Finally. He, he can lick my nuts. I hate that man. Sorry. I, Sorry, Lori. I, uh, I don't think he's coming on the podcast anytime soon. No, I, that's definitely not. That, that ship has sailed. <laughs> uh, fuck you, Andy. Let's go on to Brad Hand. Yeah. So Brad, Brad- Brad Ham was a member of the New York Mets for about 10 minutes the other day. Not even. Uh, Ken, Rosenthal, Ken Rosenthal uh, reported that the New York Mets uh, were basically finishing up a deal for Brad Ham. And then about less than 10 minutes later, uh, John Heyman, everyone in under the sun came out of the woodwork and was like, hey, they're, they are nowhere near close to a deal. Uh, this is not happening. The Mets are very interested in Brad Ham, but he is not going to be a member of the New York Mets just as of this moment. Um, Ken Rosenthal is very rarely wrong. So I have confidence that the, this deal will get done and Brad Hand will be a member of the New York Mets. Um, did he probably jump the gun? Yeah, obviously, because Brad Hand's not a member of the Mets. But I, I still think in the end that he's going to be right. He was just too early on it. You're just fine because I, I had the graphic that had pre-made already and I had all typed up to put on Instagram, uh, on Instagram at Scooter Big Man Pod. And... And I and I was about to hit send because like, oh, Rosenthal tweeted, but he retracted. That means it's probably going to get done soon. But I, I'm so glad I didn't because that would not have looked good. But yeah, Rosenthal being wrong was was kind of a shock. But. You know, I, I agree with you. Uh, I don't know if I, I do fully agree. I think it depends on what happens with Springer if we get Brad Hand now. But the the uh, the contract that was thrown out there, like a two year deal worth. I don't I, I don't remember what the the annual value that I saw was, but I remember seeing two years, and I was like, "Oh my god, I would fucking love that." Because I don't, I don't love giving a reliever more than two years. Because they're, I've said this before, it's there's it's such a volatile position that they can just blow up at any time. Uh, so two years, I think, is perfect. If he's good the one year and he's bad the second year, he's just he's just gone at that at that point. But yeah, I think it depends on Springer. Uh, what we do with Springer if we get Brad Hand. Remember, Sandy Alderson was interested in claiming Brad Han on waivers when he was worth uh, one year, ten million. Mm-hmm. So obviously, Sandy has already kind of shown his card that he would be willing to pay at least ten million a year for Brad Han. That's a number that he'd be interested at. So if you sign Brad Han for multiple years, you're probably looking between two years, eighteen to twenty-three million. I would say roughly, you're probably going to be paying between ten and twelve million uh, per season. And uh, yeah, I would be fine with that too. You got to get a dominant lefty. If you got a dominant lefty in that bullpen, I think the Mets are a top three or four bullpen in the entire league. Oh, excuse me, sir. We have Jerry Blevins. Uh, yeah. So also speaking of relievers that are dominant, Liam Hendricks signed with the uh, Chicago White Sox. Uh, that was a mammoth deal for a reliever. And I am very happy the Mets were not a part of that. Yes. Liam Hendricks is very good. He, he was the best reliever on the market. However, like I said, paying for a reliever that much, it's like paying a running back. They can just, they can just, uh, be gone in a year of that contract that they it was so the contract itself was really weird it was technically a 
four-year, $54 million deal, which comes out to what? I don't know. I don't know math. Math. Uh, a lot of numbers per year. 18, He's, 16. He makes a lot know. of money. No, I think it's like, I don't know. But I do know that, no, it would be like roughly $14 million per year, maybe. Yeah, so roughly 14. Um, so the contract itself, though, is structured to where it's basically a three-year, $54 million contract because he's an opt-out on the fourth year that regardless if he opts in or opts out of that deal, he's getting that he's getting $50 million anyway. So like I said, Liam Hendricks is really good, just a really fucking weird contract. Yeah, I also yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I'm happy the Mets were not a part of that at that type of money. Uh, another dominant reliever on the move uh, happened also today. This is how we also got um, Joey Lucchese. Uh Joe Musgrove is on his way to the Padres. So the Padres are still loading up and continuing their all-in going for it mentality. They traded five prospects huh, in total way. So the Padres are going completely all-in. So this is their window. This like five to six-year window when they have Francisco Lindor still in like his arbitration numbers. Not Francisco Lindor. I'm sorry. Uh, Fernando Tatis. Yep. There we go. I'm thinking of another dominant. Yeah. You said a better shortstop. That's right. You meant the worst shortstop. But while they have Fernando Tatis Jr. on his arbitration salary before they have to give him big money eventually, uh, they're going all in. And they're trying to capitalize on it. It's like going to, it's kind of like similar to the NFL when you go all in on your quarterback's rookie deal. That's kind of what the Padres are doing right now. They don't have to pay, they don't have to pay their best player on the team. So they might as well just go all in before they do. So yeah, I don't good blame for them. Good for I do them. want to, I do want to correct you on something. You I know you tried to make a transition. Uh Joe Musgrove is 100 percent a starter, not a relief pitcher. Mm. That's bad. Yeah, it's not good. And um Musgrove, I thought I'm looking at Musgrove's stats right now. <laughs> I thought they were better. I'm not that interested in the Pirates, to be honest with you. So that's that's just a bad take, but I should know I should have known he's a starter. You should have, yes. But I his stats don't aren't eye popping, but he has some good stuff. And I don't know like how good the prospects are that they gave up for him. Uh, but I don't know how many prospects they have left to trade in general. Uh, so I can't imagine they were that great. They I, I don't know how. I really don't know how they keep like doing all these. They gotta be out soon, right? If they well, go out be, and get, do you think they're going to go out and get like still another person or you think they're done? You think they're content with their like rotation? Cause there was rumors that they, they had enough payroll. Rotation. They had a, like, if, if they tried to like pull off something last second for like a one year, like 20 million deal with Bauer, I don't like, think that's happening. Like I'd lose my mind. I genuinely at this point don't think Trevor Bauer is signing anywhere, by the way. I think he's, he's going to be free agent think, forever. I, I think he will be at this point and, and fucking, dude, I don't care. I love that Trevor Bauer like did. He we talked about his free agency so much because we were very interested in how he was like marketing himself. I think he missed he missed the mark. He missed the wave. He had all this energy built up around him where it was like every fan base wanted Trevor Bauer. Like I was we were both guilty of it. I wanted Trevor Bauer really, really badly. And that's when he should have signed his deal. He should have signed his contract anywhere in that buzz. And he probably would have made out all right. Now, now he's going to wait out till the very, very end, and he's going to have to settle for being an angel and never being in the playoffs, or he's going to be up in Buffalo with the Blue Jays. His, his free agency is like a hill where it just went. It was steadily going up. A lot of people really wanted him. Every fan base really wanted him. It hit that peak, which I would say was around mid-December was, was his hottest moment. And then once all the other shit, he, 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 he went back at, who was it? Was it Heyman? I yeah. think it was Heyman. 
that's when I think it just went downhill. It was like, all right, dude, you're just being fucking annoying now. Yep. Yeah, he shot himself in the foot. Yep. He really, really did. He's still going to get his money because he's still the best pitcher on the market, but I don't I don't really care about him anymore. I'm, I'm over it. So another another big free agent starter who got uh, picked off the market was Corey Kluber. Went to a team we never talk about. But in all honesty, that was a, a one, it was a one-year, $11 million deal. Uh, I think that was a very good signing for the Yankees. I would have loved, obviously loved for the Mets to get him. And like, I hate, I hate to compliment the Yankees, but that was a, that was a good move. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to go against it. Yeah. I'm going to go against it. I think one year 11 is a lot for a guy who's pitched like 36 innings in the last two years. It's one year though. And apparently everyone at his, at his like throwing session said he looked great. No, I I think you take a chance. Like, I think it's a good move. I get that if you're a team with a lot of money to spend. I also get that if you're a team that's not even contending and you want to pick him up and you want to try to ship him out at the deadline if he proves that he's the Corey Kluber of old. But the Yankees are so close to the luxury tax. Like, they only have, like, $20 million to play, probably less than that after this signing. And they that rotation, you could list off that rotation after Corey Kluber still. It is a scary place. The Yankees are investing a lot in this rotation, and Corey Kluber, who's pitched like 39 innings, and uh, Luis Severino, who's also pitched like 40 innings over the last like two years. They have two guys who, if they're on, that rotation is going to be filthy. And if they're off or injured or missed time, like there are so many holes and what ifs, and they're not going to be able to compete in these long-term playoff series. Like, I think it's too much of a risk for a team with no starting pitching. I think for the Mets, it would have been great because we have four guys that I can say I honestly trust. And then whatever we get out of Corey Kluber is a bonus. But if you're relying on him to be your two or three, that's scary, PJ, especially for 11. See, I, I get what you're saying. I don't think, I don't think the 11, I mean, there's the luxury tax reasons. I get that, but it's the one year deal that I think is, is so perfectly fine. Cause if he doesn't do anything this year, fuck it, he's gone. Like it's not a big deal. You could ship him off if you really, really wanted to. Um, I get what you're saying. Uh, but their big fish that they wanted to get was DJ LeMahieu. They wanted to bring him back. And I think they got him on a steel contract. Like everyone was saying, like 120 minimum or something like that. He got he got 690. Like that that's a like you you mentioned it before. He got he they they elongated that uh, so he so he wouldn't get the the big time uh, cap hit in the beginning. So I don't know what the actual specifics are of that contract, but the annual value of that contract uh, lessens that blow of the Corey Kluber 11. And I don't, again, I don't know what their salary cap situation is uh, specifically by number, but I still think they have, they would have enough uh, from the discount they kind of got on DJ LeMahieu to get one or two more pieces they might need. Let me ask you this. I mean, I, I hate to be talking Yankees consistently, but this is a good point I want to bring up. With guys like Tanaka, with this, this kind of takes them out of the Tanaka running. You're, they already said that, or Tanaka already said that he's not coming back. Or I so, think I saw that. So, if you knew that before you made this deal, obviously they might've known like, okay, we're probably not going to be able to bring him back. So let's go after Kubler. But if you had the choice in front of you, what would you have rather like get to knock on a two-year deal or do this one year 11? It depends. Cause uh, Kluber definitely, if he goes back to Kluber form, he's two times signing award winner. He's uh, clearly the better pitcher. And it depends on if you just wanted that, that one year thing. Like, I don't know if they wanted to knock up for more than one year. And Tanaka was definitely going to be looking at that multi-year contract. Uh, if I was them, I you bring up the good point of 
Kluber, if he it's it's very hit or miss. If he hits, he's great. If he misses, you're really you're really struggling. You're really stuck. If Tanaka, there's less of a there's not that high of that ceiling of Kluber, but there's not a low floor as Kluber could be. I probably I think I would have stuck with Kluber. I okay. really I, I really do. I I just everything I read about that throwing session he had, everyone said he looked fucking great. I know, but how many throwing sessions know, have we I jerked know. off over the years? I feel I like know. I feel like we've jerked off Tim Lincegum in his throwing sessions when he's coming back and signs with the Angels, and we're all like, "Ooh, Tim Lincegum back, the two two time Cy Young Award winner, he's back, baby!" And then he's trash. Brian, like, uh, I can't I'm base a, anything off of a throwing session. No one's hitting in front of him. He's just throwing to a catcher. Brian, Brian, I completely get that, but I'm gonna fall for it every time. That's just how it is. That's fair. Like that's what I, for it every time. You wait. If Matt Harvey has a throwing session this off season, my shirt is coming off right away right away your shirt's very much on the wall behind you that's my harvey jersey if it, i know it is that no one yep so no one can see it um, um Pat, make but, a clip of well, just that but uh just while we're on while we're on kluber uh we didn't bring it up before but that takes him out of the mets race obviously who who do you want who would you want to fill that spot uh depending on what else they do like who are you looking at to fill that spot i mean at what the mets have left um you're looking at a four or five, a fourth or fifth starter. I I honestly think Taiwan Walker ends up being a Met. I think there's been enough little, even on Twitter, uh, someone tweeted at him like saying like, "Come get this guy to Queens," and like he liked the tweet and stuff like that. Like I always look into that shit. See, like you, when it's on, you, you, it's, just, you, you just railed me for looking at the throwing sessions. You're looking at the liked tweets. I like, oh yeah, I looked at like tweets, like tweets and Instagram, like shared shit. Like whenever they do anything, they comment they go hand on Instagram. Hand. I'm like, oh man, I'm in. This guy wants to be a. No, that's different because I'm like that guy wants to be a Met. I'm not like saying like, oh, he's gonna have a really but that's, good year because that's he threw to a catcher. It. That's still looking. That's still looking into it. They all throw to catchers, PJ. It's a throwing session. They do it all the time. This guy Brian, liked a tweet. He liked Brian, a tweet saying, Brian, he Brian, if, we, if we're going off, if we're going off of Twitter, then Trevor Barrow will be on every single fucking team right now. He's going to be because he's traded because nobody wants him because he shipped away his fucking free agency. This turned but, to us shit talking Trevor Barrow again. Listen, it's going to happen a lot. He's going to become our new Andy Martino. Unless he signs with the Mets, then we'll be very welcoming. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Um, sorry for yelling into the microphone, producer Pat. Um, yeah, I, I think Taiwan Walker is always going to be a Met. I think he's a good fit for that. Jared, uh, Jared Porter already traded for him in the past. I could see a fit happening there uh, at that price range because the Mets aren't going to have a lot to spend. I was just going to say, I like Taiwan Walker, but I feel like he's not going to fit in the price range. I feel like you're looking at a guy... Like I said, it depends on if you do Springer or if you do JBJ. If you do the JB the go the JBJ route, you might have enough money to to get him. I still don't know if you would have enough because he is only 28. I feel like a team could give him more money than the Mets will be willing to. I feel like if you're getting Jackie Bradley, you're falling into that probably like 10 million, 10 to 12 million dollar range, and that's still a lot for a, a fifth starter. But he wouldn't be a typical fifth starter. So I think you're looking into more reclamation project type guys like a James Paxton or an older guy like an Adam Wainwright. I, I mentioned this way, way many uh, yeah. episodes. Like I, I would be all in on uh, taking a flyer on Wainwright. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I'd be all in on that. He had a good season last year. I, they, they said it's hard to take things from a shortened 60-game season, but he had a good season last year. You might be able to get him on like a one-year, five million dollar contract as a thirty-nine-year-old. Oh, and sure. I feel like, and that would, I think that would, that would slot right in that that fifth spot to where he's probably better than the fifth starter, but you're paying him not that much. Um, and then the James Paxton 
would be a similar thing to Kluber, just probably not 11 million. You'd probably be looking at that same kind of price range of like five, six million, maybe. Not uh, maybe not even. I don't really know. But he would also be a lefty, uh, lefty to have in the rotation, too. That's true. Uh, something I didn't mention to you before. Uh, I kind of touched at it. Uh, this was this number that I'm going to give you is before the addition of uh, Joey Lucchese. Mets had about 32 million left to play with in their uh, their payroll. I want to give you what happens if the Mets go over the luxury tax. So, because honestly, I don't really know that. We're as a Mets fan, we don't care about luxury tax. That's never something we ever had to worry about or concern ourselves with. Never heard of it. Um, but I saw this on Twitter and, you know, that's not really that always accurate of a source, but I trust the people who tweeted it out. It says if the Mets go over the luxury tax by $10 million in salary, the penalty for doing that in your first year is only $2 million. And you're telling me that Steve Cohen wouldn't just write a check for 2 million. If they meant like the, the difference between getting a guy that would really take this team over the top. I think he would. It's a $2 million check. And then you worry about it next year, especially if, you, if you're going all in on like one of these one-year deals to get a guy for the rotation or get a reliever that would dominate. I feel like they would do it. I don't think that number at all. And they already said, Jared Porter and Sandy Alderson both said that they would not draw a hard line in the sand on the luxury tax. If they felt like they had to go over. They're going to go over. And that is not a harsh penalty for a first-time offender. Brian, you say that he would write a check for $2 million. I feel he just has that in his back pocket. Like, here, fucking take it. I don't need it. Uh, yeah, I also I also saw something that, because we're going to have a new collective bargaining agreement uh, in 2022, that that luxury tax is going to go up. So we might not even fucking pay. Like, we, we would be over for this year, but we're not even going to be over for after that. Did you see that, it, that the luxury tax is going to go up or completely go away to begin with? Because that was the second part of that. that I, didn't might, see, I didn't see they, completely go away. They might just get rid of it completely because they're tired of teams like nickel and diming and not giving out these contracts that they might just get rid of the luxury tax altogether. And if that happens, having the richest man in baseball, oh, baby. It's crazy. It's crazy thinking that that's a source that, come, that has come out now of, oh, the luxury tax might, might be gone. And then we almost had fucking A-Rod who was campaigning for the luxury tax to uh, be just like, stricter or some shit listen i'm just really upset that we're not going to have jennifer uh jennifer lopez doing a concert every single week at a city field pregame but you know i'm gonna yeah, have to I, I'm, I'm, it, it sucks that we're gonna have a very good competent baseball team who's a world series contender and not a jennifer lopez uh concert pat do you have a question i just want to crush the numbers you're talking about like two million dollars can't be that much to steve cohen uh just did some basic research that would be if for Stephen Cohen to spend $2 million would be if we were to spend $1,476. That's how much, that's how like non-significant it is. Cause we can probably drop $1,500 from our savings. Steve Cohen can just do that in like the flip of a switch. So that's how much a bit to bring it to the simple terms. I thought that'd be a little interesting tidbit. So that's the $2 million, $2 million is not a lot for a billionaire. That's back to you guys. That's Pat's that's accounting financial, fact. That's the financial fact of the week from producer Pat. Um, Speaking of finance, this really has nothing to do with finance, but the Mets also signed Jose Martinez. Yeah, I mean, that's a deft move. I mean, he could play a little outfield, a little first base, and if they have a DH, um, you know, he could swing the bat a little bit for them. Yeah, I really like this. I really like this move. We're not going to spend a whole ton of time on this, but I really like this move as a one. If you're having Pete and Dom play at the same time, even if there is no DH, he's a guy who could be your backup first baseman. Like you said, play some of the corner outfielders and be probably your primary pinch hitter. 
No, I think it's a good move. I like the bat off the bench. Uh, Other guys who are DH uh, caliber players that will not be signing with the New York Mets, most likely. uh, That's going to be Azuna and Nelson Cruz. Both those guys are starting to get interest because as reports keep coming out, it sounds like we could have a DH in the National League in 2021. That being said, both these guys are starting to get a little more phone calls from teams in both leagues um, because they would both fit the DH bill pretty well. Although I think Azuna could still play a decent outfield position, but you know, you'd rather have him as your designated hitter. Um, So with that being said, it sounds like if we have the DH, the Mets lineup will be just, it'll be gorgeous. That lineup is going to be so, so freaking deep. Yeah. The, the DH would help so much. So, 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 so much. And I know that in the past, uh, Pete has been really adamant that he wants to continue playing first base, but having Dom at first and Pete DH just helps out the team so much, but you know, it's it's whatever, whatever, whatever that happens. I just want I want that problem to be to arise to where hey, we don't know whether to play Pete at first or or him having DHing. I, that's that's one of those things that's just a good problem to have. Yes, it is. Uh, so MLB is trying to change some more rules, or I guess keep the same rules. Um, they are trying to make sure that seven inning double headers are back. Uh, they're also trying to keep the expanded playoffs. On those two topics alone, what are your thoughts? They're also trying to keep the uh, runner oh, but, at second uh, extra inning rule, which I still hate that rule. I agree. I hate that rule a lot. I don't like it at all. What the other two, the the seven inning double header, if they're really concerned still with the season not being a hundred percent, I don't have a problem with them doing it again. Like I, I want them to get the, as many games in as possible. Um, do I like seven inning games? No, I really don't. But to get if they're if it's really really what it has to come down to, I'd rather them do that than they have to eliminate a bunch of games. That's I have a similar take. I feel like if if COVID is still going to be a big factor in the 2021 season, uh, I'm I'm 100% fine with this. I know it's not permanent. I don't want it to be permanent after COVID. I want this gone and abolished. I don't want mm-hmm. this being something that's the new norm for doubleheader games. I think that's awful. Yeah. However. For COVID reasons, I'm fine with it for one more year. Uh, the expanded playoffs is interesting because obviously if there's expanded playoffs, this currently constructed Mets team is an easy no-brainer. They're going to be a playoff team. That being said, I, I, I'm i kind of torn on this because the MLB postseason, it was kind of fun. It was, but I don't know. I don't like expanding. I don't like expanding that much because it just takes out so much of the regular season. Like in the, like in the NBA. Like what the like half the league makes the playoffs like that's not that fun that's not like what do you what do you what are you really playing for at that at that not I don't want to say what are you really playing for but it's like those those back end teams like if they expanded to the, if it's the same thing let's say if it was eight in the NL eight in the AL like what the fuck is that that eight seed team gonna do like that they're team gonna, they're gonna beat the division winning Cubs it's true no you're not. They would, the Mons were also the six, by oh. the way. So they would have, they would, but but they would not have made it in a normal postseason. It also depends on are they doing a three game, are they doing a three game series, or are they keeping it at five? I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm fifty fifty on it. I like that baseball is a hundred sixty two game sprint. I love that it's a marathon. It's dragging. It takes forever. That being said, it, it's rewarding when you make the postseason. You don't always make the postseason. But wouldn't it be nice to know, like, your season's not over in July. 
if you're like on the brink of 500 and like someone's running away with your division, your season's still not over. Like you have a chance. Put yourself in, put yourself in these, in these shoes. Say it's, it's, um, I don't even want to say Mets of old cause they just won't do anything, but say you're a team who's on that brink of like that last, that last like eight seed where you're not really a good team, but you're still technically like in the running for that. It comes to the deadline. Would you rather your, would you rather your GM be like, Hey, uh, we're going to try and uh, make the, we're going to try and make the playoffs here and be the, be the eight seed. Or do you want them to be like, Hey, we're not a really good team right now. Let's let's regroup and still kind of collect some guys. Like you're clearly not there yet. You're just like on the brink. It's, it's, it's rewarding teams for going half in sometimes I feel like. That's a good take. That's actually a really good take. I agree with that. Yeah. Like, like you never, like it, if this was the Mets of old, this would be perfect for the Wilpons. Like, Hey, we don't have to go all in. We'll still maybe make the playoffs. Yeah, the Pirates owner will probably love this shit if they keep yeah. it. Well, they just completely stink. They won't even be the AFC. No, that's they a good take. Yeah. I agree. I want to keep how I want to keep the postseason how it was prior to last year. I will admit though, last year watching fun. watching from the outside and not having anyone in that race, it was entertaining for me to not have a team in there where I was still interested in what was going to happen. I feel like it's more interesting for the outside fan if your team misses to watch the postseason. However, if your team's in it you don't want to be in one of these like one and done scenarios or like these like two game series. And that's it. Well, especially after you just watched 162 freaking games to get docked out by some bullshit like that. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be living. I, I think we're, we're in agreement kind of on, on all three of these, these new, these new stuff. Uh, speaking of new stuff, Steve Cohen tweeted out, how can we make city field a better place to watch a baseball game? Uh, there were some pretty interesting replies to this tweet. One of the most common ones that I saw was to remove the Chick-fil-A uh, signage off the foul poles. Do you know what I'm talking about with that? Yeah. It's yeah, awful. I, I don't feel I don't think I have that strong opinion on it, if I'm gonna be completely honest. Ooh, I know. I think it's I think it's hideous. Uh City Field is one of the few ballparks that has any type of advertisement on their foul poles. They're also one of the few ballparks that have a different color foul pole that's not yellow. I think they're the only ballpark in Major League Baseball where the foul pole isn't yellow. Like the Mets have orange ones. I did not realize that. I don't. It might be a hot take too. I don't hate that the foul poles kind of uh, go with the color scheme of the Mets. I don't hate that. And like I said, the, the Chick-fil-A thing is like, I, do I like it? No. Do I hate it? No. I just don't really have a strong feeling on it. I just, I just think it's cheesy. I, I don't think it's really that, that big a deal. It's just, we don't need that. I get that. Um, another thing that was really awesome. That was one of the suggestions. And there was a cool photo that kind of came out with it was to change the seat colors to match what Shea Stadium used to be with the different levels and coloring. And when I read that tweet, I didn't think it made sense. And I thought it would be kind of ugly. And then I saw a photo of it. And like, I felt it in my, like, I felt it in like my chest. I was like, this just looks so fucking cool and like vintage. And it felt like, it just felt Mets. And I don't know if that makes sense or not, but seeing that color scheme in City Field would be absolutely awesome. And I don't know how realistic that is, but it was such a cool thing to see. I don't think he's actually going to do it, but it was pretty, it was pretty popular. I was going to say, how many of these suggestions do you think are actually going to uh, like a realistic things? Uh, he's replied to the foul pole sponsorship thing in the past. I actually think he does. I that. can see him getting rid of that. Uh, but other than that, I don't know. A lot of people are saying like food options or like beer ticket packaging and stuff like that. I, I, I just like that he's still doing stuff like this. Like this wasn't like a first week owner kind of thing, like putting something out. He's now been in the seat for over 80 days. Like he has two months in the job and like, he's still doing stuff like this. So I think he's this genuinely is interested. 
I think it's going to be his MO for as long as he's Mets owner, which is hopefully forever. He's genuine. He's genuinely interested and wants the fans opinions, which is really awesome. And what, what most owners should be doing. Yeah. He just gets it. He yeah. gets it. Um, we have a, actually PJ, I was going to go into the draft tonight, but we have to talk about something too, I guess. Um, the Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns had a playoff game. Is there anything you want to say about the playoff game? Listen, I'm sad. I'm yeah. not gonna not gonna mask my emotions. It was it was it was a devastating loss. They kind of got fucked over on a no helmet to helmet call that resulted in a change of possession touchback, which that's the worst rule in all of sports, fumbling out of the back of the end zone. I know you, Brian, have dealt with that too with the Jets. Austin, and Austin Severian, Severian Jen- Jenkins. Yep. Yes, I know. I, I'm well aware. So I, it's the worst rule in sports. Swung the entire game, but they still wound up making it close. They had a chance in the fourth quarter. They couldn't, they three and out, punted away. I don't agree with that call still, especially in hindsight, too. But you know what? It is what it is. The Browns are a really good team. They are, I think they showed it. Uh, the, the Browns is the Browns thing is not like a, it's not just a one off thing. Like this, this isn't the same team. I think that's very clear to everyone now that this is a team of a different culture, a different ferocity, a different mindset. And I, Kevin Stefanski, Andrew Barry, Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield, Miles Garrett, all, all these guys have come in and absolutely just changed the culture of the Browns. And this is the per- first time I've actually meant that I am so fucking excited for 2021 and the Browns. I, I love this, watching this team this entire year. You want to know why, PJ? Because anything's possible, baby. Let's go Browns. Get it? Because Chad Henney, he beat you. He ripped your heart out. Uh, Patrick Mahomes actually won that game technically because he started. That's fair. I don't think Patrick Mahomes knows he won that game yet. I don't That's think he fair. knows that he was in that game at that point. <laughs> you better believe he's probably going to be playing next week, though. There's not Absolutely. Chad Henney's getting that start. Absolutely. Uh, all right, so we got a draft this week. Uh, the draft is the worst things a friend can ask you to do. Is everyone in agreement on the wording of that? Yes. Yeah, it's got a, it's a request. It's something that yeah. you would ask someone to do. Yes, it's not like I just want to make sure like when you say your answer, it has to make sense with the the question of the. Draft. Yeah, yeah. Worst thing also a say friend like, can ask you to do. I took it as worst thing a friend could ask of you. Like it's, it's not. It's not. It's not. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not essentially. Same. It's not essentially like a like. Uh, oh, can you do this for me? It's it's something. It's like a question they ask you that you might not like. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that works. I think, I think the wording that. is still the same. I just want to. I just want to. Yeah, yeah. Bring out that it's more than just the baseline. Uh, so our draft order tonight is going to be me, PJ, Pat. Yep. We ready to get going? Yeah. I, th- I think we're. I think this is going to show if we're who's like a really bad friend. I had some <laughs> like on the- here. I had some on here that I. Uh, I immediately got rid of because I was like, no, I think that's too far, but I might put them back on. If, if I see how the draft is going, I might put them back on. I have no idea where this draft's going to go. I, I said before I had a tough time with this one. All right. So I, I have, before we also start, I do want to bring up last week's draft and the utter domination I had on both of you. I think Giacomo deserved a lot better than that. I, I want you guys to apologize to our listeners. Uh, uh, Giacomo, you're out there. I'm sorry. I couldn't, I couldn't, I did as much as I could, Giacomo. It was, uh, a, it, was, it, was, it was domination. All right. The number one thing. Well, the, hold on. Let's just rephrase that. The very worst thing a friend can ask you to do. Number one pick. Yes. 
is helping you move. That was the obvious one. Yeah. Anytime oh, a that- friend. Wow. All right. No, no, yeah. explain that. Was, that's, that's not on my list, but explain it though. Moving sucks in every way, shape and form. I've moved to three, diff- four different times in my life. It is an absolute nightmare trying to put everything up in a box, have your friends come over and help you. Like you're awkwardly trying to get them like pizza or beer, or they should try to get you pizza or beer to show that they feel bad about what they just endured you through. Cause there's no positive whatsoever. It is God awful. Uh, so a friend asking you to move number one thing, it sucks. Brian, you, okay. asked, you asked me to help you move once. Yeah. And yeah. I flat out lied and said I had something to do. I'll yeah. Be honest. Shout out Tristan. Okay. Tristan showed up for that. <laughs> I, I did. I did not want to fucking help. Yeah, it's the worst. No, I don't blame you. I wouldn't have shown up either. I didn't want to be there. That's fair. Uh, yeah. PJ, you're up. PJ, you're yeah, up. that's mine. Um, so I, like I said, I that was the easy one. One, and I'm I struggle with like all of these picks. Uh, I'm gonna go with um, ask your friend to pick something up at your ex's house. Ooh, I think that is okay. such an such an awkward an awkward fucking moment in general because obviously you're your boy's ex you have to go there she's probably gonna start yelling at you because she just wants to yell at him maybe i don't know depending on the situation i i just wouldn't don't want to be in that situation whatsoever if you if okay. i if you're my friend and you left stuff there that's hers now don't ask me to get it i want to ask for a clarification as we go through this like so the, these are the worst things your friend could ask you to do but yes. is the assumption that we would still at the end of the day do these things yes or we would not do these things i think the assumption is we we still we want to say no as much as we can but if like we we feel like we have to say yes like if if pat desperately needed him help like moving and like i would not want to do that under any circumstance but at the end of the day like yeah i'd help pat yeah move. okay yeah that's, i mean that's i already fair, just yeah. added myself as saying that i yeah, made it so, up to, to help you not move so that's that's fair so yeah but that you didn't say moving so that's okay yeah all right, Pat, you're up. All right, that's solid. All right, all right. So your first two, I'm so, I'm honestly shocked. This this pick is still up. I thought this would be the the surefire first pick, first round. Uh, I couldn't relate to both of your picks. I've never done that, and I never helped someone move out, and I've, I've never picked up my buddy's stuff from his girlfriend's ex girlfriend's. Uh, my number one pick is going to be something I can relate to: uh, letting them take your sibling out on a date. Mm. I thought that would be the surefire thing. Just a friend going up to you, just saying, Hey buddy, like I kind of, can I, I think that would be a lot because like on the surface, it's like, okay. But then you, your brain starts thinking you're like, Oh my God, I don't, I don't think I want to, I, I don't know why I should allow this. But at the same time, you can't be like, I mean, I'm, I'm six, I'm six, four, but I'm like built like a string pea. I can't, I can't support any words I say. So it's, I, I thought that would be a good, Good first round pick. Oh, like it's it. a good pick. I can't relate to it though, so I didn't really think of it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay. I feel like a lot of these are going to be like you either you've either been in that situation or you can kind of like see yourself into it. So, my my second pick are like the dreaded words I I hate hearing from friends. You're about to like you're like formulating like going out for the night, and your buddy goes, "Hey, can you DD tonight?" Mm, that was mm. on mine. <laughs> So that is my number two is being asked to be the DJ. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It sucks the air out of your night. Just knowing that like, okay, like, I mean, I'm not saying like you have to be like in a non-mental state to enjoy a night, but it's like, it's just, it just it rains on your parade. It does. That's to, to, be, to be fair though, who at this point is not using like Uber or Lyft. But, but there's like certain like bars like that you really just like, especially if it, you know, you're going to be out late and like maybe the Ubers aren't 
accessible. There's, or maybe I've you're never, going to a house. Uh, hmm. I've never really been in that situation to where like I'll need to, like I'll like. Or maybe it's just like going to see. To Pat's if you're going suck. to like, yeah, basically. Shout out. Actually, no, not no shout out. <laughs> but what the hell is this? Uh, yes, that's my number two pick. Uh, being asked to be a DD for the night. All right, not bad. Not terrible. Um, I fucking have no idea what I'm doing. What I got here. Uh, speak uh, up on uh, I don't know. Up on fucking uh, uh, drinking and alcohol based. Uh, your drunken friend asking you to help them with a fight that they uh, randomly pick started as they were drunk. PG, mm. I'm questioning your friend group because this is they're making you pick up stuff at an ex's house. They're oh, making no. you get into fights. This oh is... no, I, I'm the I'm the asshole who might start a, a drunken fight. Oh, okay. All right. But uh, that, I would that's never. Good. I mean, okay. I, I guess that, really... that would suck. It's not. It's not a fun situation. Okay. That's all right. Good. So I got a double here. Uh, all right. I'm gonna say these are some of my least favorite fucking words, and I have done this for PJ. I ha- I don't know if I've done it for Pat. Pat's might have actually done it for me. Um, can you drive me to the airport? Is Fuck. one of those. Oh, that was my next one. <laughs> it's is literally is literally one of the oh. worst. It's one of the worst questions ever. There's no yeah. benefit to that, especially when they have like a 6 a.m. flight and it's like, hey, can you wake up at 4.45 a.m. and drive me 30 minutes to go fuck around in the worst traffic of all time and then go drive yourself back home and try to determine if you want to restart your day or just go back to bed? Like, can you drive me to the airport? So inconvenient. I mean, it's always nice that they're like, here's like 10 bucks for gas, but like, you don't want it. You just don't want to take them at all. But like, you know that's, that's good it's a very, especially it's a very new york new york airports too especially yeah it's a are, very good pick but that's another one i go to where is uber yeah no i agree with that but everyone's but, everyone's asked everyone has asked oh, I've, yeah. i think i've Absolutely. asked you uh, i've asked you once or twice and honestly you've might have picked me up from the airport i have yeah so we've we've both put each other through that misery I thought PJ was actually going to steal my number three pick before, but he didn't because he went bar scene and I'm going to go bar scene on this one. But worst thing your friend could ask you to do is fucking like tequila shots. Just any, the, the friend at the bar that's just like, let's do shots that, and you're always going to do it. But like in the back of your mind, you're like, God, what a fucking asshole. So yeah. the friend who's asking to do shots. Have, like you stole just two of my picks back to back. Have you guys ever no. done the, uh, have you guys ever done the fake take the shot? Cause you just really fucking don't want it. I've done, you keep it in the mouth and then after everyone's like talking, like that sucks. You yep. just spit it out into the thing. I've, yep. especially if it's, I had take a shot of fireball, but like, I, I, same thing, tequila fireball. I'd like the same way. Yeah. All fine. That's a good pick. So now let's get back to PJ for his be me. third pick. Yes. Yeah. That my, my, my third pick, I have kind of a, kind of a, uh, some, there's, I'm going to go with, um, your your one of the worst things your friend could actually do is pet sit for them. Okay. Especially what, if it's, uh, like I said, it depends on the the animal. Yeah. If it's and a, also the duration of time too. Yes. If you're like, hey, can you watch my dog for like a week? Like, fucking, I don't want to. Just put it in like a yeah, put like in the kennel house or something. Yeah, something like kennel. That, yeah. But like, if it's like a hamster or like a like a low yeah. maintenance animal, like that's, I'll be like, okay, fine. Yeah, if it's, if it's like a snake or like a turtle, that's just like going to be in its like terrarium the whole time, and I'm just going to have to put like a fucking lettuce in there. Like, sure, yeah. why not? But like, if you're asking me to to watch your dog for like multiple days in a row, like, come on. Well, especially, are you bringing it to your? Are you going to 
is that dog staying at your house or are you visiting the person's house and see, just I feel like, like taking the dog for a walk and stuff like that see i feel like both has its big negatives because like i don't want to drive to your house every single day to, to take your dog out yeah i don't want to have to i don't want your dog to be at my house it's true that 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 was one of mine so, so now it's my i have the third is my third and fourth yeah oh i'm pissed the fucking the airport one got taken so now i have to scramble uh i'm gonna do i'm just gonna do my number three it's worse i'm pretty sure brian's done this to me before and i've had to say yes uh being asked to shovel their parents driveway when and like a, when it's snowing out where you're just like you you it's like a, it's a nice snow day you're like all right i want to like chill at home you just did your house relaxing and then you get your buddy to being like hey do you mind like just coming over and like you know just helping us out we got to shovel out our back porch and like our, our driveway like you'd be really helpful you've definitely done that to me before brian i have asked so to clarify i've asked you and david to go help my mother shovel out her driveway after i moved to florida that was what that is what I asked. I would never ask if I lived home. I always shoveled. And my parents are listeners. They can clarify. I always shoveled. I feel like we've done it before. I, oh, I'm, I, th- I think I'm confusing shoveling with helping the, the, the logs, the, the fire logs. You yes, you've time. helped us move wood. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, I, I, but I can't. I feel like no. that no one can relate to that, though. If I say oh, no. helping your, your friends move. No, <laughs> move. I'm going to be honest. I can't relate to any oh, of my yeah. friends asking, can you help? Can you help shovel my driveway? I've never once been asked that. Nah, I'm gonna stick with it though. I've, I've probably I think I've change. only I've only been at yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna slow, might regret that one, but I had no. I mean I'm I'm frazzled. All right, I like my number four though. My fourth pick, going back to like I didn't want to make these all because I can make a whole list of things that friends say that piss you off. Basically, like at the bars or like while you're going out to a party. So my number four pick is gonna be the when the friend asks. Hey, can we can we head out from this bar when it's like the fun bar? Like it's just like you're you walk in, you got drinks, you're having a great time, the music's blasting, you're having fantastic, everyone's enjoying themselves, but your friend's like, hey, can we like can we like head out? Like, can we go to like another bar like down the block that's like very like towny? And you're like, I I guess because you don't want to be a dick and like let him just go by himself. Especially if he's with like with his girlfriend too. It's like you just feel like you have to be like, okay, fine. So leaving the fun bar would be my fourth pick i mean i've been in that situation i've been in that situation before i guess i can relate to that i I've real- yeah i realized i can't really explain things well tonight so that's this, this I, I go i go i get what you mean i get what you mean though so i'm gonna go with my my fourth pick this i feel like i'm gonna be the only one i feel like you're gonna you might laugh at you might laugh at me uh i hate when you're driving to like a, a buddy's house to watch like a game or something like that like a, fo- like a football Sunday or whatever and like oh we're gonna order stuff can you can you drive to the location to pick it up for us and it's like very far out of the way okay that's good i can i've been there yeah i i just like i'm just like dude at that point like if it's, if it's like out of the way for me just have it delivered or like if, there's, if it's in if it's there for someone else and you're hosting just have it delivered or pick it up yourself yeah it's, it's more you should be planning ahead and not put it in someone else's hands yeah Brian. Okay. That's good. All Brian. right. So this is this is my finale, right? This is my four and five. Yes. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, I got a couple that I, I still like on the board. So I'm gonna say this next one. Fuck, man, this is tough. Hard I'm gonna list. say I'm gonna say traveled for a destination wedding. Uh we're starting to get to the age where people are getting married and they're getting married in weird places. 
if they're like, hey, we're getting married in California or hey, we're getting married in this like obscure place. And then you have to like book your travel, book the flights. If you're in the party too, and you have to pay to be like in their wedding party, like it's like, we're starting to get to that time of life where shit's just fucking expensive with that stuff. So any person that has a really far away destination wedding and you have to travel, uh, obviously you're going to go, but man, it fucking sucks. Solid Especially pick. if you're in like the bachelor party too. Yeah, like that's a lot of money. You literally have no choice. It's a solid pick. I've never been in that situation yet, uh, but I, I could see that being fucking really annoying. So that's a good pick. And the uh, the last one, this is going to be shitty on the graphic because it's going to look like I'm an asshole. Um, but the best way to word it is when you have to dive on the grenade. So your friend is trying <laughs> to pick up somebody at a bar yeah. and the person they're really, really interested in is obviously really attractive, but they have a friend who might be just a chatty Kathy or taking away from the friend trying to get with the other one. So you have to go in there and just have conversation or bring the friends away, or it could even be a guy, just get the guys out of the group away from your friend and the girl having a conversation. So either you could put this as dive on the grenade or you could put it as just be the wingman at the bar being asked to be the wingman is no, not because I think being a wingman is a good thing to be asked, but I'll, I'll put in quotations like diving on the grenade and then I'll put a picture of like a, I don't know, like a big truck or something. Yikes. Oh, uh, maybe just, <laughs> we're not just fat. Pat, we don't fat shame here. Yeah. We're not going to fat shame, but that I'll go with that for number five. I, I like that. Pick. That's, That's a good. good. I, I can relate. That's good. Yeah. I have. So my last pick is it's, it's not really like, Hey, can you do this for me? It's that, a, it's that one friend who is constantly recommending things, whether it be a show, a movie, a restaurant, and it just winds up always being awful, but you don't want to offend your friend by by not doing it is that something they could ask of that's, you though is that that's why uh, that's why i tried to that's why that's why i tried to get it across when i tried to reword it i can try and pick something different no 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 if, we, if we it, can, i'm just trying that. to think of a way to make that into like if like you were the friend asking the questions like hey uh no that, that could still work hey like the, hey the try friend, hey try this hey watch this yeah yeah the, the the friend the friend that always recommends stuff to you that's fine that works put in quotations that turns out to be bad because yeah, yeah. like I, I have friends, I have friends, uh shout out shout out Maddie Kay, who is notoriously you? recommending things a lot, and a lot of times they turn out to be very good. So that's cool when when you have when you have someone recommending like a lot of good things, but when you have someone like, hey, go watch this movie and it's fucking terrible. Hey, yeah. go spend go go spend money at this restaurant and just awful food. That's the word. That's yeah. bad. No, that's a fair one. That's fine. That could work. Uh all right, my number five. I think for us, it's, it's perfect. I think it's pretty obvious for us. Number five is the friend that always asks you to promote their podcast. <laughs> I think it's like you, you can never say no. You just got to share a picture on, on your story or like tweet about it or retweet it. It's just like, it's so easy to just get your, help them promote it. You'd but, be surprised. Yeah, really. Uh, the Lavin household is, is going crazy. It is popping over there. Those armpits and, are rough, Pat. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So it's like uh, a promoting podcast, I might cut that. I just like your armpits, please. Uh, okay. Now, now I can't cut that because that was good. <laughs> that was good. Uh, yeah. So promoting a podcast. I mean, I that, I have no one. shame now. I'm, I've grown to have no shame about it. But it's like it's just a nice. It's. I think you actually dropped the ball there, Pat. I think you I think easily the ball. Yeah, I think you had an easy answer to this where uh the friends that ask you to produce their podcast for them. I was I was thinking <laughs> that was such a layout. Originally, originally mine was gonna be when they ask you to produce a podcast for free. Then I realized like 
Pat, we're That's paying you in Bitcoin. Pat volunteered. No, just Pat wanted to do this. Yeah, I didn't ask Pat to do this. Pat asked me. He was like, hey, do you want me to produce your podcast? And I was like, yeah, because I don't know what I'm doing. So this Pat, Pat, Pat willingly signed on to a 100 contract deal. I'm paying you on a shirt that I still haven't sent to you. That's why he's in a Ziploc bag, too. Yeah, I think I transferred it down from New Jersey. Uh, PJ, also, this is a, a time on the podcast where I think we should congratulate Pat. Yeah, we should. Oh. So, uh, Pat, I don't know how much detail you want me to give about this. You want me to say a lot or not? I, I, a lot I'm at all. Well, we'll say because it's not. Can I say the it's company? Like, it's, it's 90. Yeah. I guess you can say the company. Uh, yeah. So Pat has got hired on to be a writer assistant for WWE. So Let's congratulations, go. producer Pat. You can put in applause here if you like as the producer, or you can leave it silent and it could be really awkward. It's up to you. Yeah, that's fine. So when uh, Otis is headlining WrestleMania uh, this year, uh, you no won't be blame. surprised. You won't, <laughs> you'll have no one to surprise. It'll be a I, Mandy I, I versus would, Otis match. I will uh, know who to blame. Our goal is to get Pat body slammed in the ring uh, where he is injured and then can continue to make clips and produce. And then I get workers comp and then I live the rest of my life in a wheelchair. Uh, I I don't know if you're getting a workers comp. If you've ever watched wrestling, you can murder someone or have attempted. Oh yeah. That that should be a draft top five storylines of the WWE. Oh, I can, I can do it on on an episode that Brian's not here and PJ and I have to fill in. Didn't we'll, we'll we'll do that as a draft. That that's mark that down as the episode where Brian's not here. Do I get a vacation? I don't know. We're we're, we're trying to keep something. we're trying to keep this stuff on schedule. We're trying to get this done every Monday. Maybe there's one Monday you can't be here. If there's yeah. ever a Brian and Pat episode or Pat and PJ episode, like this is gonna get rough. Uh, Trevor it's, it's gonna be. Think, we're gonna use up. Great. That's true. We're gonna use up the whole like time we we're allowed for Buzzsprout on the one episode. It'll be like a five <laughs> hour episode. It would be Pat. Uh, we're just gonna sit here and uh, one Monday record at eight and just review all of Monday Night Raw. That's fine. A live watch. That's fine. Yeah, a live watch. Do we a want to watch do of our? A podcast. Yes, perfect. <laughs> do we... We'll we'll listen back to last week's pod and we'll just pause it and like have our own little comments. Even though <laughs> I barely talk live, in the pod. A live commentary of the podcast. So, hey, this is where this is where I didn't appreciate what Brian said is... about uh, uh, Joey Lucenzie. <laughs> <laughs> do we want to just before we head out and you plug the social? Do you want to rattle off just some of our uh, honorable mentions real quick? Oh yeah, I got a couple. Because I I got I got uh. Well, you stole the airport one for me. I had the shot of taking a shot of fireball. I had buying their little sister's Girl Scout cookies. Mm, but I feel like yeah. that one, like a lot of people like actually do like Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, Girl I just don't care for them. I had, this was the one I should have done for my number third pick. My three pick was deleting a, a picture. Like if you like you, the group takes a picture and you look really good in it, but the friends like, nah, I look like crap. Delete it. Delete it. Oh, don't post it. Had, that's yeah. A good one. I should. Yeah. I literally had it typed in as three, but then I deleted it for the shoveling parents driveway, which turned out to be actually moving logs. Uh, I also had add, adding a work friend to the PS4 chat. Oh, so like, yep. I like yeah, that one. see? Then I had uh, be Santa for their family Christmas party, but I actually kind of like doing that. I think I've only done it once. And my last one, commit cold-blooded murder, which I thought no one, I thought <laughs> one person would actually pick. I, I, uh, I had murder on the list. I had murder okay. on my list, too. There we go. Uh, I had the pizza of the, uh, <laughs> the <laughs> I, draft. It was, it was help, uh, uh, help hide the body. That's what I had on my list. Do you have any yeah. others, BJ? Yeah, I no, nothing great. I had like babysit, but I've never had to do that. It was just something that popped into my head. Mm-hmm. I had water the plants, which mm-hmm. kind of has something to do with the uh, pet sit. In that, I just don't want to go to your house every day to do a menial task. But I feel yeah. like pets. I feel like it's just been too similar to have both. I had uh, 
hey, come with me to pick up my drugs. Mm. Like prescription uh, or no, no. We're we're gonna leave it at uh, pick up my drugs. Lori, cover yours. Like some Tylenol. Um, I had, I had uh, to drive them home when they live very far out of the way. But again, similar to the picking up food one. Okay. I had, and then I had, uh, can you can you spot me? As in, I don't have mm. I don't have the money. Can you can you pay? Can you That's spot good. me? Is a really good one. Yeah, I'm I'm kicking myself. I didn't pick that one. All right, Damn, so okay. I, I have lied to their parents, like when they're like, hey, like. Just tell, tell tell my friends I stood tell my parents I stayed at your house last night. Uh, I have watched their pet. I had go on a blind date slash double date. Uh, I have buy into their pyramid scheme. You ever have like the friends that try to I, sell? I literally they, was about to write that too. They try to sell knives or like beauty supplies uh, or some people, shit. I know so many people were trying to buy windshield. I uh, sell windshield. Yeah, papers. I hate those people. Uh, I have cover their shift at work. Uh, babysit DD. Uh, the friend who tries to do a secret Santa. There's always that one. No one ever wants to actually do it. Uh, household chores, which was too vague. And then I have uh, let me live with you for a while. Just at me. Damn. Okay. What? Well, you didn't. All right. I lived with you for a year. Thanks. I think this was just a draft of, of Brian. Not for free. attacking <laughs> each other. Um, no, that's good. That's yeah. solid. I think your starting five is stronger than your bench, but that's good. I think, I, think you, I think it's going to be a race between you guys this week. I'll be honest. And uh, Stonehenge. Uh, yeah, I'm shocked. I'm shocked you didn't have uh, some like the 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 the, pure, the, the pyramids thought, on your list. I thought there was one you were gonna say, but I'm I'm not for the our viewers. I'm not gonna say it. But PJ, PJ plug the social, and I'll type it in the chat. Uh, thank you guys for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Scoop Big Man Pod or and not or and do both, uh, all three actually. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Scooter Big Man Pod. We are. We are. Keep going. We we're doing a lot of great stuff. A lot of good content coming out. Pat's made some uh some very good memes and graphics. Uh, we uh please please like our our shit. Uh, I'm gonna be desperate. Like and retweet our stuff, please. This I sounds wanna, so sad. I want <laughs> this. I want this to be like our stuff. I want to make money off this. Uh, I want money thanks. out of this. Yeah, All right, uh, Pat, do you have anything, any more sad things to say? I'm very sad today. I, I just yeah. do it for the fun and the jokes. I don't do it for the, the payroll. My, my offer, literally complaining about how you didn't get paid today. Uh, we're really big in the small business. We want to sponsor your small business. Remember, $25 per episode will sponsor your small business. Uh, or we'll say whatever you want on air because uh, no one listens. Okay, well, let's let's keep some boundaries. Let's not. <laughs> let's. Pat will say anything that will affect the future of his WWE career no. for $25. Please submit to our Venmo. I prefer, I prefer, yeah. Let's just scratch that part. Pat, if you don't get, if you don't get three deed by the end of the year, I'm, I'm gonna be mad at you. That's the ignition. Even though, actually, the first day they do that. Even though Bully Ray is no longer in the company, I George, you gotta have it happen. This is the last episode where George Springer is not a New York Met. Meet the Mets, fuck the rest at last, cause you're listening to the best sports podcast. We got Brian with jokes that make you laugh on the floor. He's a nine of best, like Brennan M.O. PJ's the man, so many hearts to steal, like a squirrel from a nut, call him Jeff McNeil. And then this pack, keep it everything rational. Too bad the fuckers are a fan of the Nationals. Stop us, please, we ain't that slow. Push your ball so far like Peter Alonso. So sit back, relax, and if you're a Mets fan, cause you're about to witness Scooter in the Big Band. Breaking news out of Washington, D.C. We go to the streets of D.C. now. Extra, extra. Be all about it. Free agent left-hander John Lester's in talks with the Nationals. 
Hey, get your hey, capes. Hey, get out of here, Mickey Mouse. No, get, no, get, no. get out of here. Get out of here. Scram. Vamos. 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 <laughs> he also signed a deal. He wasn't in talks. He actually is a national. Oh, shit. Extra, extra, read all about it. <laughs> he signed the deal. And cut. Keep, no, keep all, keep all of that in. <laughs> no, I am. <laughs>